Hi everyone, we are live, Sebastian and Elizabeth Richard in the house. We're so glad to be uh, live with you guys today. We have a huge topic today that I think is going to help a lot of people to discern uh, about online, uh, online ministry. Should you get paid? When should you get paid? Uh, if Should you give? All these things we're going to talk about in today's broadcast. So I think it's going to be a real blessing if you stick around until the end, because it's, there's a lot of information that we're going to give you today. However, before we begin, I just want to share with you guys uh, something that was released this week that I think might uh, very much pique your interest. We released this week the new book for the, the series of Just Decrees for Your Finances. It's very shiny. Very shiny, Lizzie. It's a shiny book. <laughs> Just decrees for your finances. So this book is filled with Bible-based decrees that will align your thoughts on finances with God's thoughts and promises and scripture promises on finances. So just like the, the first book I published, uh, what was it? Uh, Just decrees for your life. It's based in, on the same principle so the decrees are just in the sense that they are full of justice because they are aligned with god's word but they are also to help you align with god's thoughts and promises for your finances so as you speak those decrees out every day you build up your faith for finances you mm -hmm. align your thoughts to have the right thoughts the right thoughts for growth uh, 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 mental uh, entrepreneurial uh, biblical, to grow yourself into a conduit for God's kingdom finances. So you, the, the, the book is very strong on entrepreneurship. It's strong on mindset. It's strong on kingdom, to, to be aligned with the kingdom of God, to have kingdom thoughts when it comes to money, which means that it really builds up your generosity. There's a lot of decrees in there that are all about you becoming a more generous person. So you're going to be highly blessed, I believe, with this book because yeah. it has blessed us as well. Yeah, it's different from the other books because it's written in a kingdom per perspective. So with yeah. a kingdom mindset, kingdom mindset, how you're supposed to think about money based on God's word. So um, it has um, it has a, a different flavor in the decrees and it's very effective and both together work really well by um, decreeing the word of God first and then the decree that Sebastian wrote and you're going to see financial breakthrough happen Absolutely. in your life. So yeah. it's a really powerful little book. It's small. You can bring it anywhere you want. And today's broadcast, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, we're going to talk about discerning when to charge for online ministry. Now, this is a really good broadcast if you are in ministry, if yes. you're a leader and you've been kind of questioning, should I charge for this? Should I charge for that? You're gifted. You have different giftings and you're wondering, you know, you, you kind of don't have teachings out there right now about this kind of thing. And we kind of look at other, uh, we look at other ministers and what they're doing, but what does God say? What does the word of God say yeah. about this topic? Exactly. And if you're not a leader um, in ministry, but you're somebody that has been questioning, you know, um, you know, someone gave me a prophetic word. Should I give to this ministry because they gave me a prophetic word? Um, you know, when should I give? When should I not give? And, you know, there's a lot of guilt, right? There's a lot of people out there online 
trying to make others feel guilty for not giving. Yeah. And so when do we know this is a godly ministry and when is this not a godly ministry and they're not operating into uh, towards kingdom laws and the way things should be? Absolutely. So seven rules of thumb. This is the title, seven rules of thumb to discern when to charge mm -hmm. for online ministry. So, you know, in, in, in today's social media and Internet age, uh, we've seen it all. I mean, if you're anything like, like us, you've seen it all. Uh, if you're involved, if you're pursuing online ministries, if you if you are connected with all kinds of ministries, you, you've probably seen it all. You've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. And you've seen that there's a lot of shams and scams out there uh, people trying to make money off a of ministry in uh, illegitimate ways, I would say. Yeah. And we've also seen the opposite where, you know, some people are doing it the godly way, but people are so have such a perverse mindset when it comes to money that anytime it has anything to do with godly things or, or ministry type things or tools, people automatically think that you have to be living like a poor, poor person you shouldn't, and you shouldn't never charge, charge for any of your books or any of your stuff. And the, there's like a, no middle ground. It's like yeah. either completely off the track in one area or completely off the track in the other area. And you have a lot of freeloaders that are like, gimme, 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 you owe me, you owe me kind of Christians. And, and you know what? That that stems from a stigma that was created by, unfortunately, by religion, by uh, ministries that, that have abused of people. Yeah. So there's a great stigma now. And you've probably noticed that when you preach the gospel, when you're talking to coworkers or friends about Jesus, what is one of the main things that pops up oftentimes is, Churches and pastors, they're all in it for the money. They all want to make a buck off of you, and that's what they're in it for. And and a lot of, of that stems from that stigma. And uh, there's, of course, there's been many controversies. There's been scams. They've been highly publicized on television. And that has caused a lot of people to think that when someone asks for uh, money for a, a, a book or for a, a or teaching, a, a packet, a digital, a digital product or a course or anything. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, look at, look at him. Look at so-and-so he's trying to make a buck off, off the gospel and stuff and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. we're going to look at all those things today and try to bring as much clarity as possible from a scriptural perspective. Yeah. So if you're in ministry, You'll want to listen to this teaching until the end. It might be long, but it's going to be very much worth your time because we're going to cover some really important things. So at, before we get started, as a general rule, here's what I want to say. As a general rule, if you are blessed with great wealth at this time, well, here's what you should do. You should seek to do as much as possible for free for the body of Christ. I'm not saying you shouldn't charge for anything. I'm saying if you are blessed with great wealth, if you don't have, if like everything's covered, you got more than enough and some to spare and like, like you're flowing, it's flowing. Money's flowing. Everything's great. Uh, house is paid for three cars. Like life is good. Well, you should seek to do as much for free as possible for the body of Christ. So the more you have, the more I believe you should give. So to whom much is given, the scripture says, much is required. So always keep that in mind as we go through those seven rules of thumb. But that said, if you are not rich like Job or, or Abraham, today's seven rules of thumb will greatly, uh, will give you much clarity about this issue. So we're gonna share with you the seven principles and rules of thumb to follow 
if you desire to walk in ministerial integrity, starting with number one, number one, it is perfectly fine, perfectly fine to have a donation button, a donation box, a web page where people can, can sew, a PayPal account to receive love gifts for any type of online ministry. So I think this is important to say for any type of online ministry, it's perfectly fine to have a way to receive gifts, offerings, love gifts, so that you, you may be able to receive them. So if you're serving the body of Christ online, there is nothing in the scripture that says that you shouldn't have a way for people to give to you or bless you or bless your ministry or bless your family. So if someone wants to bless you or your ministry as a love offering after you've taught the Bible or prophesied or cast out devils uh, online, there's that going on too. You know, that's kingdom work. That's how the kingdom operates. You 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 give to the body. You you present uh, help. You, you, you add value to the body of Christ. And people feel blessed on the other side of the broadcast. And they want to sow and they want to give. And it's a Holy Spirit. Uh, desire the, the, the Holy Ghost gave them that desire. Oh, I really want to give a hundred dollars. He didn't ask for anything, or he asked for. He, he gave us the opportunity, but I really want to give today because I got breakthrough. Because I'm so blessed with what I just learned. Because a devil left. Whatever it is, you don't want to stop that. You don't want to hinder that. Okay, because that's the way the kingdom operates. So if you have an online ministry where you share prophetic words, it's perfectly okay to have a donation button. For those who wish to bless you, thank you, uh, sow in your ministry, etc. So let's talk a little bit about now receiving after a prophetic word. That's one thing. But what about charging for prophetic words? So saying, for example, uh, if you give $50, I will give you a prophetic word. So let's look at what the Bible says. In Matthew 10, 40 to 42, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. And so Jesus is talking to his disciples. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, to, to the least of mine, to the least of my disciples, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. It's funny because it reminds me of a time when uh, it was hot in the summer and I asked someone for a glass of water. I don't remember where we were. I was with the kids. Anyway, the person was kind, gave me a glass of water, and just we went on our way. And uh, Jason said in the car, says, well, that person's going to be blessed. They don't know what they just did, Dad. They, Whoa. <laughs> they don't know. what they, they gave you a glass of water. <laughs> and I was laughing. I was like, well, you know what? It's scriptural. It's biblical. Yes, they probably are going to not lose their reward for that. Uh, so basically, this passage tells us that we are encouraged in the Bible to honor prophets as prophets. And we are even told that there is a reward attached to it. A prophet's reward, that is. Of course, we know from the Bible that there was great rewards for the widows who welcomed Elijah and Elisha. So for those who, who uh, recognized them and received them as a prophet, they were rewarded a prophet's reward because they received the prophet with honor. So we know from 1 Kings 17, 7 to 16, the widow who received Elijah, 
Now, I always mix up these two, Elijah, Elisha, and they have even similar stories. So the widow who received Elijah never lacked food during the famine. So there was always oil and flour for her, and she was able to go through that famine. And we also know that the widow who received Elisha's instruction received a rich reward in oil in all those pots that she had. That's from 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. There are many prophetic ministries doing online ministry right now. It's, 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 there's a panoply of them, I've noticed. There's a lot of that going on. And some are legit, some are not. Mm -hmm. Some are doing it with great integrity. Some, not so much. They're, doing, they're, they're not doing it that way. So what is the right way of doing prophetic ministry online? Well, I'm not going to go into full details because we're talking about accept, accepting payments here. So when should you accept payment? Well, here's the thing I'm going to I'm going to say. You shouldn't charge up front for a prophetic word ever. I am I'm, I'm giving a warning here. I do not believe that you should ever charge up front for a prophetic word ever. And in spite of that, we've seen a lot of that going online. I have seen Facebook ads on my timeline of of quote unquote prophets, people calling themselves prophets charging up front saying hey give give 50 bucks give 100 bucks you'll have this type of word that type of word i've seen that i've seen also uh, people only giving prophetic words to those who gave them money which is a dangerous game to play you don't want to play that game or or maybe people who bought from them see this is the, is the trap we can fall in is the love of money here we, we can fall into that trap when we have a powerful gift we have to be very careful because the devil will come after us and tempt us with all kinds of stuff what about those that give um, prophetic words and kind of push people into giving right after before the end of the broadcast that also falls in that category I think it has it's it, it's on the fence that's very also it's dangerous it's mm -hmm. it's on the fence you have to be careful and we're going to talk about that in point number two how much should you push for for donations and all that because I think there's a lot of abuse there as well so and it's not, okay not to, to mention it's okay you to might give, have a prophetic anointing doesn't mean that you're a prophet yeah also you might but you it, might be there to encourage the body of Christ um in the church and that's your primary goal um, now you're like, well, I'm doing it online. Well, if you were in a church, would you charge people for your prophetic work? Well, exactly. So you exactly. So obviously you have to think your about ministry the has to be based on more than that. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And and the thing is, you can give, you can minister to people. You give them prophetic words. You've blessed them. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say at the end, hey, if you want to encourage this ministry, if you want to donate to this ministry, you, yeah. if it blessed you, here's the the PayPal. Here's the this. Here's the that. Because yeah, That's because fine. some people will really, you know. Uh, dive deep and really help the person, um, you know, also praying for them and doing even spiritual warfare for yeah. them. And, oh, yeah. You know, and so it, they, it is lot, ministering. Yeah, it's ministering. And some people add a tremendous amount of value doing that type of ministry. And some people do teachings uh, with that, and that's to be commended. Absolutely. Well, all I'm saying is if you charge up front for a prophetic word or if you give prophetic words only to those who give money, to your ministry. Mm -hmm. It's a very dangerous game to play. And these types of prophecies or prophets could be made uh, straight out of divination. So you have to yeah. be, be very careful because if it's a divination spirit, he'll convince you to do it a certain way that is just not biblical. So there's many wolves in sheep's clothing, unfortunately, right now 
in online ministry and you have to be discerning as some uh, as someone who wants to follow the lord and and not align yourself with ministries like that because it can bring all kinds of problems other like we're not going to get into that but it can bring uh, curses and all kinds of problems if you give to the wrong type of ministry yeah because you can be sowing into the divination exactly ministry and, and, and bring a curse upon curses you upon you it's you're not sowing into, into good, good land ground. yes good ground. yeah so prophetic words always keep in mind they are given by god to one of his children so when you speak, well, there's corporate words. So I'm not talking about corporate or corporate words here. I'm, I'm talking about uh, individual words. So it's it's a word that God wants to speak to one of his children. So this is a sacred thing. And God decides who he wants to speak to and when he wants to speak. So we don't get to decide. And if we do, then we could be dealing with a different spirit than the spirit of God. So we got to be careful and very discerning when we are uh, exercising prophetic ministry. And that said, everything I've said now, that said, let me restate again. I, the, the emphasis is that there is nothing wrong for prophetic ministries online to have a donation button, to have a link, and to receive love offerings from people. Number two, number two, we should, Elizabeth just left. She's going to be right back. No worries. We should never push or oversell for gifts or for donations. So rather, we should make listeners aware of the option and the opportunity to sow. And we should be thankful for their support. Now, I've seen some ministries online that push, push, and they sell, and they sell, and they oversell, and they convince, and they repeat, and they yeah. and they go over and over, sow a seed, sow, 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 give, 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 oh, quickly, the, the broadcast is about to end, there's 20 minutes left, if you haven't given yet, you need to give, my goodness, it, it seems almost like a, like a used car auction, like, this is ministry we're talking about, so, it's okay to present the opportunity to sow. It's okay to tell people, hey, if you want to encourage this ministry, we're very thankful for your donations or your gifts or whatever, and you give, you present it, yeah. that's fine. It, but if, if you over push and if you, you start saying, give give $1,000 and you'll have such and such blessing and give $500 and you'll have such and such blessing and give $200, yeah, you're not playing, just, not you're just playing that, a dangerous game. But a lot of them like to pretend that they have the kind of ministry that um, has the kind of financial anointing that if you sow into this anointing, God will give you this back and God will give you this back. That's very dangerous. That's dangerous. As as a leader, you better be real sure you that you be. have that financial anointing on you yeah. if you're going to say that. Because yeah. uh, if it doesn't show up in the person's life, you know, um, and we're not talking like a, a year later, in a couple of weeks later, then um, people are going to think that you're a, you're a charlatan, a charlatan yeah. and that it's not true. Yeah. So you really have to be careful because, um, you know, God does bless people with financial anointings. And there's times when he wants to move in that way, um, you know, and, and it sowing is very biblical to receive a harvest. And we can talk about that in another broadcast. It's a whole other long sowing thing. And reaping, yeah. But we we can't use it to uh, trick people into you know blessing our ministry by saying things that are not necessarily true. Exactly, and Paul warned Timothy about 
that against people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, who imagine godliness is a means of gain. Mm -hmm. It's very dangerous. So 1 Timothy 6.5 tells us that, where, where Paul actually speaks to Timothy and he's talking about people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, who use godliness as a means of gain. So, and also when you're overly pushy, when, when a minister is overly pushy for donations, it demonstrates three things. Mm -hmm. You're walking in the flesh. That's number one. And that's not good. And B, you do not trust God to provide for your needs. It's a great indication that you're not trusting God. I mean, if you're if you're telling people constantly, give, 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 so, 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 oh, you're, there's only 30 minutes left to sow and you need to sow 200. And I mean, obviously, it's a work of grace. When someone gives to your ministry, it's a work of grace. When you receive it, it's a work of grace. And guess what? I'm going to tell you a secret here. That's Holy Ghost speaking right now. The work of grace will bring you greater reward than pushing in the flesh. In other words, God might bless you with $2,000 donation, a $2,000 donation, uh, if you let grace do its work and the Holy Ghost do the convincing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whereas you might be begging for $200 in the flesh and you would have missed yeah. out on the 2000 that's given by grace. So always keep that in mind. All yeah. right. The grace will give you a greater reward than your own flesh pushing and trying to convince people to give. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say also that for me personally, I've seen two things when I look at people do this. I've seen them in fear. So when they're talking fear, fear like of lack. that, yeah. fear of lack, fear of lack. Um, you know, you can sense that they're walking in poverty. Um, and you know, a lot of ministers have it rough. And I'm not saying like I understand that the the nature of the human being to do that. Well, I some are, some are doing that, and they're walking in wealth. So yeah. let's not let's not. But there are ourselves. people that are literally like, I'm going to lose my church. This was COVID. It closed down. I need this money. I I have to is speaking almost in desperation yeah. for people to give yeah. because how else am I going to get some income? Right. So they're, they're not walking in faith that God is going to provide in, in, in obedience of what they're called to do. Um, you know, the second thing is that a lot of these ministers don't have anything else. They don't have a book out there. They don't have any other form of income. You know, the, the Lord wants us to be smart and to create multiple streams of income. Relying on people puts a lot of pressure. Yeah, re that relying solely be, on donations is that hard. That should just be yeah. one stream that God uses to bless That's you. Just one stream. Yeah. And there should you should be asking God, what what should I do? What is the other thing that I can do to create an extra a stream of income? You know, I know a pastor that's really good with his voice. He does voiceovers on Fiverr. <laughs> yes, I, and he just yeah. like reads you know books and reads different things for people. And he found a way to make it a supplemental amount of income. And he's doing very well on Fiverr. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just a, and a it's just a, think of something that you're good at, some kind of strength. And it could be ministry related. It could also not be ministry related, but it'll take that pressure off of you, you know, and God wants to partner with us as entrepreneurs. So, you know, oftentimes he'll give you really good ideas and it's actually a tool that can help your audience. It can help. Your the ministry, ministry that grow. you're doing, yeah. oftentimes, you know, God is going to maybe ask you to do an e-course on a certain topic that can help people get break free in a certain area or a book or, you know. And we're like, going to talk about that later. There's too. so many other ways, right? So that takes away that pressure because you're like, okay, I've got other nets that God can use. Yes. 
Uh, and thirdly, the other red light for me is whenever somebody is invited on a broadcast, they're somebody maybe that's a little more famous than they are or has a, a bigger audience. They're like, okay, I'm going to get this guy on my broadcast. He's going to add value. Awesome. Awesome. And then he'll put his cash app up or his website to donate, but he won't give any information on this about other guest, person about that's the guest, the guest yeah. because it's like, there's a scarcity that, you know, if that per, if my audience goes see that guest, they're going to give to his ministry yes. or they're going to buy his books. They're going to yeah, buy his know, stuff. As soon as you have a scarcity mindset, you're walking in the flesh Yeah, you're because that's not how God operates. Fear. God does not operate in scarcity. God is the God of abundance. Grace is abundance and power and, and the Holy ghost. Yeah. So, so as soon as someone comes, let's, let's say you have a, a, a podcast or a broadcast and, and a guest comes on and you know, that guest has a big audience or whatnot, mm -hmm. add value to the guest. Yeah. Add value to the guest. Be a, Tell, be say, a real kingdom, a ambassador. real kingdom ambassador and say, okay, guest, what is your website? What's your PayPal donation button? So people can sow into your ministry. Even if the guest is three times richer than you are, do it. Anyway, yeah, because, because you're doing that, you're actually sowing yourself. Yeah. And, you know, ministry. God wants to see generosity. He wants to know that you have that level of faith where you know that if you're adding value to your to your guest that just poured out amazing content, gave an amazing teaching, amazing story or whatever it is, and, and it, it fed your audience. Yeah. Even if the person, let's say you're. Let's say that day more people went to give to his ministry, bought his books and whatever. And you okay. notice that you're, um, you got less donations than usual when you do that. Right. So a lot of people th think, oh, I can't do that because I get less when I do that. No, you don't because you're, it's a form of sewing. It's so a form of sewing. I'm not saying you shouldn't put your stuff out there. You can still have your give button, your cash up, yeah. but add the value to the, the person that's on, that's there sharing. Because God will find different ways to reimburse you, to bless you, really. Well, then, so it's it's just like it doesn't always have to come from the exact source that you want it to come from. You know, God can bless you, absolutely. for example, with somebody that shows up and you really needed a new car and says, "Look, I I really felt uh, some guy at church has a I don't know, a, a, he's a car dealer and he said I really felt God telling me that I should sew a car into your ministry. I want to give you this car." Like, you see, it, it doesn't always have to happen on that online broadcast with that, that those amount of, of money that come in, those seeds, those offerings in that way. God can bless you any way he wants to bless you. Yes. So you really have to think, add value, add value, give. And, give and, and it shall be given to you. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's a sign for me that the person is not walking in a scarcity mentality, that the person is not walking in fear because he's like, I know that I'm doing the right thing. I'm being obedient. I'm doing what God called me to do. I'm I'm getting these guests on. And guess what? These people are going to want to come back. You're going to have more guests. Yes. See, when you don't do that, no go. one wants to come back on your broadcast. Because exactly. you didn't add any value to them. They added value to your audience. You didn't add any value to them. Yeah, it's give and give. And, and you know what? That's the online equivalent of when you have a guest pastor or speaker come to your church mm -hmm. and you take an offering and then at the end you, you you give them a cut of the offering that's that's the same that's that's the equivalent of that so you, you need to be mindful of that so and also another thing when you're overly pushy for donations it also demonstrates to people that your ministry might be a shearing stand 
you know, where they fleece the sheep, where they put the sheep on a stand, they fleece it. Where, so you, you don't want your ministry to be a fleecing stand. You don't want to do the work of the devil. You're doing the work of God. So you're not there to to to, uh, to fleece the sheep to 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 uh, to take their money away because a, a lot of it will be done. Um, they, they'll they'll do it out of guilt. They'll give out of guilt. You don't want people to give out of guilt to your ministry. You want them to give out of grace. That's the best place that they can give to your ministry and the best place you can receive from people. Number three. Yeah, and before you. Get oh yeah, before I get to number, number three, three, go ahead. Liz. There's ministries that have done that so much that I just started getting like a big check in my spirit mm -hmm. and the Lord's mm -hmm. like, just leave. Don't, don't stay there. And I just <laughs> leave and don't look back. And these people don't understand why they're losing aud audience members, why they're losing people that don't want to hear what they have to say, even if they have good guests, because it's just so annoying. And it just, it puts a check in our spirit. And we just know that it's just ungodly. Mm -hmm. Now, number three, we're, we're going to touch on something that's uh, very sensitive, but I think it's very important. We shouldn't charge for the things Jesus said to do for free. So there should be no upfront cost for the things Jesus said to do for free. So healing people, if you have a gift of healing and, and the, the, the Holy Spirit is working through your hands to heal people, casting out demons, raising the dead. And I would even add prophesying to that list. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a personal story. 15 years ago, uh, I encountered an online ministry that I really enjoyed. And I, and the minister, the, the, not a minister, he was a teacher. He was offering private coaching. So he was saying, join my private group where I go much deeper into these teachings. And, and you know what? I love the teachings and I wanted in. But I didn't have the funds to join uh, the, the group. So I played this card. I, I said, look, I don't have money to join your group. But you know what? The Bible says freely you have received, freely give. I tried to guilt the, that teacher into getting me into his group for free. And I got severely, and I mean severely rebuked. Uh, not just rebuked, but uh, he unfriended me on Facebook. So, so like he cut me off completely. He said, you're wrong. You're, you're trying to manipulate me and this and that. And was basically, I was basically doing witchcraft on the poor guy. Uh, looking back, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I played that card. But I had done it and I got severely rebuked. But you know what? I learned a valuable lesson that day. A very valuable lesson. And today, now I'm doing online ministry. Uh, I'm doing all these th these things. And I understand why my approach was so insulting to the poor guy. Mm -hmm. So when we work in ministry. There's a time to be paid and there's a time to give. There's a time to do it for free. So this begs the question, when should we refrain from receiving payment? Or in other words, when should we minister for free? Well, the Lord Jesus Christ gave us specific instruction on this matter. So we're going to look at this passage of scripture, which is found in Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 through 10. That's when he sends out the uh, I think in Matthew it says 12, and I think in Luke it says uh, 70. Anyway, he sends out the disciples to minister in, in the, the countryside. So these 12, it says in Matthew, these 12 Jesus sent out with the following instruction. So he's sending them out. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. So at this particular time, Jesus wanted uh, the house of Israel to receive the gospel of the kingdom. And then he says, as you go, 
proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. So proclaim the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Then in verse eight, we read, and then Jesus says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. And then he says this, freely you have received, freely give. And then in verse 9, he says, do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. Don't forget, they're, they're his trainees. He's training them to do ministry and he's training them to go by faith. So it's very interesting that he tells them, don't bring any money. They have money. He's just saying, don't bring any. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff. And I think this is reminiscent of what happened to the Israelites in the desert where their shoes didn't get worn out, their clothes didn't get worn out for 40 years. Remember that, that, that passage in the, in the Old Testament that mentions that? I think Jesus really wants them to operate fully in faith as part of their training. And then he says this, for the worker is worth his keep, or in other words, his food and lodging. Okay, so he's sending them saying your bare necessities will be taken care of by the Father in heaven. So you, you must trust in this. Now, here's the lessons from this passage where he says, freely you have received, freely give. So Jesus sends them to do two main things, two main things. Number one, proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, verbally preach the gospel, and then confirm the gospel. So demonstrate that truth with the power of God, the power of God. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom is demonstrated as he sends them out. The kingdom is demonstrated thus. The gospel of the kingdom is preached as good news. And then they are healing the sick. They're raising the dead. They're casting out demons. And remember, I think it's in Luke. They come back. They're so excited, man. You should have seen this. You should have seen me. The devils were coming out. And I was doing this and doing that. And, and Jesus, what did he say? He says, don't be excited that the devils are obeying you, but rather be excited that your names are written in the book of life. Mm -hmm. But all the point is all these things, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, Jesus said to do for free. For now, now how do you explain, um, you know, because there, there is, you know, prophetic ministry, um, you know, casting out demons, okay? is very time consuming it's yeah, very, it it's be. really giving a lot of your time and and your energy absolutely and um it's something that nobody can really do for free either on a regular basis so well they can't they can't do if, it 24 7 that's for sure yeah well yeah right? because they have to live and they have to pay their own bills to absolutely. survive or whatever so absolutely. what should somebody do because we know that that kind of ministry is so needed in the body of christ oh, so needed. if somebody yes. is specialized if they have that uh, they're walking a powerful anointing to cast out demons and people need to get freed. What is the best way that they can go about this? Well, there, there's multiple things that you need to be aware of. Like what you mentioned earlier, I think having uh, multiple streams of income really helps. Like if you're doing just that, it's going to wear you out too. I mean, you have to be, you have to be realistic. I mean, casting out demons, even if you have the, the anointing and the calling and the gifting for that, it can be, it can wear you down mentally, physically. It's very hard work. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Even if it's done in the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not easy work. So you should have uh, other stuff going. So, so some people, they have a, what we call a, they do that part-time and they do, they have a secular job part-time. Others have, like, like you mentioned earlier, books, uh, 
they have webinars, so tools, they have yeah. tools so books that, they, that can selling. help people get free. Maybe I mean, it. Derek Prince is a good example. I mean, the guy had a very big uh, demons casting ministry, but he often did it in, in, in church settings. So in groups where there was uh, uh, what they call mass deliverance done. But he also had a lot of books and tapes back in the day with tapes. So 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 he had these streams. And I think that, that that's one thing you need to consider that if you can't do just that and just that and with pay and and, and just keep it like that, charge, you're, you're going to burn stuff. Or to charge out. for it and say, well, this session is going to be a certain amount. That's where that's wrong. And another, You can always yeah, have a, a donate button and say, you know, if you were blessed by my ministry because you're teaching, let's say you're teaching on the topic. You can do that as well, right? You can have sessions where you're doing Zoom calls or one-on-one -on -one, uh, deliverance ministry and you don't charge for that, but you can have, you know, mini courses that you do charge for um, that teach uh, on a certain topic. Yes. Um, you can have also now, you know, certain content can be, um, you know, you can do like a free version of the content and a paid version of the content where uh, now they even have that on YouTube where people can subscribe to your channel for like $5 a month and get the, the paid version. Exactly. So you, there's, there's, there's many ways. different ways that but, you but here's can educate thing. people here's on this thing. topic. And so people are paying you really for your teaching gift and not, you know, so they're paying for the teaching side of you educating them on the topic and not so much. I'm charging you for this deliverance because yeah. that's wrong. That, but that's wrong because Jesus said not to do it. He said, but it there's free. nothing wrong if the Holy Spirit leads you after a, a deliverance session, after you got broken free. You're so grateful. You're so happy to say, "Look, I want this person I, to I continue and bless other people." Here, I'm going to give this amount and to that that's person. That's fine, and that, that, that's why I said at point number one that uh, having a, a, an app or a way to receive donations and love gifts is good all the time. That's that's something that is perfectly fine. Yeah. Now, uh, here's the thing that we don't uh, talk about. We're talking about adding value. You're doing this for as a servant. You're serving. Ministering is serving. You're, the, the word minister means servant. So let's say you have, a, you have them lined up. There's so many people that need deliverance, all that, and you're overwhelmed. There's too many. You can, you can partner with other ministries. You can send them the, the way of, hey, I know another deliverance minister who could help you. At this time, I'm overbooked. I can't do it for you, but I really want to help you. Here's another minister that I recommend that could do great uh, great work and bless you at, at casting out those devils. So, I mean, there's always ways to not, uh, to, to just obey the word of God, basically, to do it for free. Now, here's the thing. The reason Jesus said, don't charge for these things, and he gave the specific lists, Notice how these things, healing the sick, raising the dead, and casting out demons, they are Holy Spirit giftings. They're very powerful. So these gifts are from the Holy Spirit, and they flow. They are given freely to men. They flow freely through men. And the Greek word that we have in Scripture, dunamis, means power. So we find this word in the scripture, mean, uh, dunamis, and it is often associated when speaking about the Holy Spirit. When Jesus said the Holy Spirit will come down in Acts, he says to the disciples, wait in the upper room. The Holy Spirit will come, come down and in, induce you with power. The word dunamis is used. And this word is associated with the Holy Spirit. And, and, that, you, and, and you know what? You, sorry, I didn't want to cut you, but yeah. and that's why I've, I've, by you explaining that, 
I think it's so important that if you do have this gifting, and obviously we're all taught to do this. You need to all Christians are yeah. supposed to do this, right? Deliver. But what I mean is if you if you see there's such a huge need in your area or you have a bunch of friends that are constantly asking for this, there's nothing stopping you from, uh, you know, renting a, a, a room somewhere in a hotel and getting as many people as you can to do this one time thing where there's like a, you know, where you're, you're really uh, inviting the Holy Spirit to heal all these people and he can do it. Yeah. He can do it all Absolutely. at once. Yeah. He can deliver them all at once. And you don't have to have this overwhelm of always doing this one-on-one -on -one yes, thing either. And, you know, a lot of people do it online because unfortunately there's a lot of churches not doing this. So yes. a lot of ministers are that's supposed another to good do point. it. That's another good And that's point. why people are like, well, my church doesn't do that. My pastor doesn't believe in that. And that's another so good that's point. So that's why they're stuck looking for people online. There you and go. Now we there's have an people. overwhelm of these ministers who do that where and they're that, like, my goodness, maybe I should start charging. And, and be, because there's such a lineup and there's so, so many problems these days and the problems start with, like you said, uh, most churches don't do it. So. so now I've seen a lot of um, deliverance ministers even going to this Zoom uh, approach where they get a certain amount of people on Zoom. They can't get everybody on Zoom, but they try to do mass deliverance with people on Zoom and work with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, trying to you know show them uh, what's going on with a certain person and deliver them. And it's a form of ministry. So you know, he's not charging for it. He's not saying, well, you, to get this Zoom session, you're going to you're gonna pay me this. He's not doing that. So it's a form of doing it. And, you know, whoever gives to the efforts that you made, to the giftings that you made, then then be blessed and receive the offering. And, and that's another way of doing it. If there's nobody in your area that's going to that's going to do it or partner with you. Exactly. Now, in the same passage of Matthew 10, we, we, we see that Jesus uh says, do not get any gold or silver or copper, take with you in your belts. But then he ends by saying the worker is worth his keep, meaning basically that we should not travel at our own expense. So either we're taken care of by God himself or by God through people. Mm -hmm. So your food and lodging should be provided as much as possible by those who receive you in their church, in their home, or in their organization. So that's a bare minimum. And I, you know what? That's another thing. I've encountered ministers in other countries. I've encountered them online and pastors who wanted me to travel to their country. They didn't say I'm going to pay for you. They just wanted me to, to pack and leave. So I had to refuse. Why? I had no, first of all, I had no conviction I should go there. And I had no means to travel to go there. So obviously there was no green light that, yeah, I should up and go. Now, that said, there are instances where the Spirit of God indicates you to indicates to you clearly that you need to go and you go by faith. Then you need to respond. You need to obey. So then you should do it. But rest assured that if the Spirit of God tells you go and these people, uh, whoever called you to go, don't have money. They didn't offer anything up front. They didn't say we're going to lodge you and feed you. If the Spirit of God tells you to go, go. That means the king of kings will provide for the journey, okay? Yeah. And what we learn from Matthew 10, 10, when Jesus says the worker is worth is keep, is keep meaning being, being kept, be, being housed and fed, is that these traveling evangelists were not to travel 
at their expense. So they were to be housed and fed by people at the very least. And this, in my humble opinion, if you approach a minister and say, come on over to my town to preach, you should provide that. In my, This is my humble opinion. If you're calling on someone, you should at the very least provide for their travel expenses. That means gas, airfare, food, lodging, so that it doesn't cost them to come to you. That should be a minimum. It's a kingdom way uh, of doing things, okay? Now, if you can't afford it, don't worry. If God wants that minister to come and, and minister, he will make a way. He will yeah, make a way I, where there seems to be no way. Yeah, and some will uh, provide for the lodging and airfare, but they'll say, you know, obviously the, the other expenses are on on you, um, and they'll do like an offering where yes. the congregation yes, will give them yeah. a certain amount, so that blesses them and everything's covered for. Yeah, and you know what? If you're a minister, it's okay to make arrangements prior with the people who call you, who call on you to travel and to minister to them. So you, it's okay to make arrangements with them for travel, for lodging. Uh, there's You shouldn't be feel guilty about that, okay? It, you shouldn't feel guilty about receiving payments for these needful things. But the provision for ministering away from home is also part of kingdom law. So don't forget, we're under the care of the King of Kings. And like I said, if the Holy Ghost tells you to go, you just go and you 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 have faith in him okay so uh, this passage in Matthew 10 um, stands at a, as an admonition to those who minister okay to be aware of these things but also it stands as a promise of divine providence i uh, know i mean it stands as an admonition to those you minister to so in other words they should be aware that these things cost money and they should be willing to provide for you. But it also stands as a promise of divine providence for the minister himself. And in Matthew 6, 33, we're reminded that these bare necessities in any circumstance are to be provided by the king of heaven. When Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, mm -hmm. and all these things shall be added to you. That's not just for your daily life. It's also when you're called upon to minister. So this explains why sometime you will be required to go, despite not having any apparent provision for the journey. So then you go by faith. It also explains why Jesus required the disciples to leave without gold, silver, or copper in their belts. He wanted them to do it, to experience kingdom. Mm -hmm. As they went out with nothing, he told them, don't take anything. It's a special request when you think about it. They needed to have faith. They needed to exercise faith for everything that would be provided for them. Which brings us to number five. Anything you want to add here in this? No. All okay. good? Yeah. Number five. Number five. Now we're getting to an interesting place in the teaching. It is okay to charge for teachings that required laboring in the word. So it's okay to charge. And I, when I say charge, I mean charge fairly, a fair price, for things that are presented, packaged, made into books, conferences, seminars, digital downloads, DVDs, and so on and so forth. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, he said, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the, the scripture says, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth the 
treaded out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. And Paul also said the following in Galatians 6.6. 6. He said, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. I found that very interesting when I did my study on, on, on presenting this to you guys today, that there was an emphasis on teaching ministry that should be rewarded. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 7 through 12, he said, Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading, treading out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this to us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, this is very important. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you, Paul says? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? Mm -hmm. So Paul said, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. I looked up the word labor. I looked up the word labor because I find it very interesting. And the word labor in this passage is the, the Greek word kopiao, kopiao. This means exhausting labor, to labor until worn out, depleted, exhausted, to grow weary, to toil, to work with effort of bodily and mental labor alike. This is what it means. So... I thought this was so interesting, Liz, because it's often taken for granted, yeah. the, the, the teaching ministry, because it's so common. Pastors who have churches, they all teach. Uh, we know a lot of teachers. And in today's day and age, I've noticed that the spectacular Holy Spirit-empowered gifts of healing and casting out devils and prophesying are sought after. People want those types of ministries because they're, they're, they're amazing. They do a great work for the body of Christ. But the teaching ministries seem, they've been going on for so long, we've come to a place where it seems that we've taken them for granted. And yet the Bible tells us to give these elders, these, these ministers, double honor, those who labor, especially in the word. Mm -hmm. And Solomon says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, 12, something very interesting. And he says, and further... By these, my son, be admonished. Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is weariness of the flesh. So Solomon is basically saying that when one toils in the word and doctrine, it wearies the flesh. And I can, I can vouch for that. I, I have the gift of teaching. But the gift of teaching... Where is the flesh? Even if I have the gift of it and I enjoy using it and I enjoy doing it, when I'm doing the, the, the toil of building a teaching like you're getting today, like you're benefiting today, I'm in the word, I'm in concordances, I'm on, like, even if it's online, I'm doing mental effort and in partnership with God. Mm -hmm. So this is very important that you know this. See, 
the, the gifts of the spirit is God flowing through you. And I'm not saying they're not exhausting because I've, I've heard of stories of people healing people and getting to a point where they had to stop. They were exhausted. So, mm -hmm. it, but it's a different type of partnership. The, the flow is really God using you as a, as a vessel of, of power through whom he's flowing. When your teaching is different, it requires mental effort. So it's a human partnership with the spirit of God. Yeah. So there, there's a, there's a, a partnership going on there. And therefore there is work involved that is different from these other ministries. So that's why uh, you're, you need to be mindful of this. Your teachers, whoever they are, they work hard. They deserve a double honor. There is a physical and mental labor component associated with studying and teaching that is different than the Holy Ghost gifts of casting out demons, healing, and prophesying, which can lead to exhaustion as well, but in a different manner. Now, like I said, these things can wear you out, but it wears you out as a vessel of his glory. It wears you out differently. Now, these gifts operate under, like I mentioned earlier, the dunamis of God, the power of God, the direct power of God, whereas studying and teaching the word and writing sermons and writing books and creating courses wearies the flesh more like a real job. It's more like, it feels more like a real job. After a full day of creating content, you're tired. Your body's tired. You're tired of sitting. Your mind you're, is tired. Your <laughs> mind is tired. You just want to, uh, you're tired. So there's a human co collaboration in the gift of teaching, which requires laboring in the word and doctrine. Also, those who labor in the word are concentrating on specific instruction for the body of Christ. Yeah. So it's not general kingdom gospel preaching. See, when you go out to preach the gospel, like Jesus says to the disciples, go and preach the gospel. You're announcing salvation and the kingdom of God. That's, that's one way to do things. But it doesn't require you. Oftentimes it's done through your own testimony. It's, it's done through just out of sheer joy to, to, to announce to people the way of salvation. But when you're, when you're toiling in the word to teach specific stuff, it's very different. So the gospel of the kingdom points strictly to Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. But when you labor in the word, your teachings and instructions are on a variety of topics for the body. So as a result, it is perfectly fine, perfectly fine. And I want to tell you this, if you're uh, toiling and laboring in the word, it's perfectly fine to charge for books, for courses, for seminars for teachings, teaching series, for CDs, DVDs, and digital downloads. Now, should you always charge? Hopefully not. I hope you don't fall for that extreme. Now, you want to, for example, on our broadcast right now, I'm teaching you guys for free. This is on YouTube. This is on our podcast. It's free. It demanded hours of work. But that's my way of giving back to the body using my gift. But there's other stuff that I charge for. You guys know I'm an author. You guys know I have digital contents and, and courses and stuff that I do charge for. So it's perfectly fine to take up offerings when ministering the word to small groups, large groups, online groups, whatever, online audiences. Anything yeah. you want to add, Liz? Yeah. And, you know, um, God wants us to be givers, right? He wants us to bless anything really that is growing the kingdom in different aspects. And so, you know, 
um, when we talk about evangelism, when we talk about an evangelist, somebody that goes out and preaches to the unsaved and, um, you know, shares that gifting and um, has that gifting, that anointing, and people get saved, there's, uh, you know, so many conversions and stuff. Then when you see a ministry like that, that is um, trying to do the works of Jesus, it's good to give as a sowing. Absolutely. As a sowing. Um, yeah, the gospel is free, but it costs the person something exactly. to give it to you. So right? you're sowing into the yeah. kingdom of God because you're sowing into something that is going to spread the word of God, which is something that God, you know, absolutely it's wants really good ground, and yeah. loves, right? So by you doing that, by being generous, um, even if the person doesn't say here, you know, I'm going to, you know, give a lot, I'm going to, take out a pot here because, you know, maybe you un, unsaved people that just got saved wants to give me money. You know, they, they don't do that, right? Because their heart is to save people. So they're not going to say, hey, you know, uh, you were blessed. You you got, you, <laughs> you accepted Christ. Here's my pot. No, give me some no, money. No, pay nobody's no, nobody's going to do that. Sometimes they do. But well, yeah. it's wrong, it's right? It's wrong, yeah. So most, most evangelists won't do that. But when you are a believer and you do see them doing that in your community, why wouldn't you bless them and Amen. sow into the kingdom of God? Because this is really, really fertile soil. Uh, yeah. So you'd be dumb not to because you know that the harvest is going to be bountiful. You'd be, and You'd be dumb not to if the Holy Ghost told you to. Let's just, yeah, okay. <laughs> because, you know, it's advancing the kingdom of God. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, you, you don't have to, blessed. like, yeah, it's so, easy. It's easy. So, so that's, you know... It, it makes me laugh because there's so many Christians out there that are investing in Bitcoin and they're investing in all these, you know, temporal temp investment opportunities. Yeah. These things that are not kingdom. Okay. They're based on the economy, which we know is not going great. And it, you can have definite losses, but why wouldn't you give and invest in, in a kingdom things, ministry yeah. that is going to give you a definite return because you're giving it into the pocket of the King of Kings. Okay. It, 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 and we're going to do a broadcast on sowing and reaping because a lot of people don't understand this. So you're sowing into something that is totally kingdom and you're going to get a, a bountiful harvest because you are helping getting that message across. You are helping getting people saved. People are getting healed. People are getting, you know, an evangelist also is casting out demons. There's all kinds of stuff happening. So if you're not going to do it yourself, please bless the person that's bold enough to go do it. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings us to point number six. This is also very important. We should never refuse love offerings or sowings into our ministries. Instead, we should receive them with thanksgiving and pray over them so that the giver receives a due harvest from heaven. So we must avoid extremes when it comes to paid ministry, when money comes into your ministry. You know, some some uh, are extremists. They pray, uh, they pray, they preach or teach or, or do ministry for gain, for unlawful gain. They're all about the money. Give, give, give. So, so, so. Come on, come on, come on. And there's others in an attempt to look super spiritual, super spiritual. They refuse any money any love offering, any gift, or anything that remotely looks like a payment. Mm. Now, this is also wrong. There was a, a minister once who ministered unto me and who blessed me. 
And I wanted to give to his ministry. The Holy Ghost gave me the desire to give to his ministry. I go to his website. I look for a donation button. There is nothing. I contact the minister. I say, hey, I really wanted to give you a love offering after you ministered to me. And I didn't find a give button. Do you have a PayPal? He said, no, I do not accept any donations when I minister because I feel I need to do it all for free. But so so I, I accepted his terms. They were his terms. I didn't argue with the guy, but I felt cheated. I felt cheated because I had a desire to sow and I was prevented to sow. So this is wrong. And here's why. First of all, it deprives the minister, the worker of his wage. There, God wants to bless you if you're in ministry and there's ways you can get blessed. And it's going to come a lot of times, most of the time <laughs> through people. Jesus said, give and it shall be given to you. So it's people in, in, in the King James Version says, people, men shall give unto you. So it deprives you of wages, heavenly wages, kingdom wages, because the Holy Ghost, by grace, gives the desire to people to give back. And you are shutting that conduit. It's shut off. It deprives the worker or the minister of more wealth to expand the work of God and of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say you have a ministry that's rolling at 50000 a year. You don't know if God doesn't want to bring you at $2 million a year and have a greater impact on the earth. So who are you to shut that down? What if God wants to bring in so much money towards you, entrust you with kingdom money to expand farther and bless more people? You are arresting that. That is wrong. It hinders the Holy Ghost. So that's the third point. It hinders the Holy Ghost. After all, it is the Holy Ghost who put it in the heart of the giver to give, such as was my case. It deprives, this is the next point, it deprives the giver of an opportunity to partake in expanding the kingdom. So it deprives the giver of, of feeling part of something, something special, yeah. of blessing the kingdom of God. This is a huge deal. It also deprives the giver of a potential harvest. If you are good ground and he sows into your ministry, God will bless that. It's going to come back to him in some way, form or another. Why would you hinder that? Who are you to block some other person of getting a harvest in the good ground that you're working? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is very important. Don't be super spiritual. Be spiritual enough to, li to, to let the Holy Spirit do his job by grace. Okay? Now, it brings us to number seven. But before I go number seven, Liz, anything you want to add to that? I think it's important that, that people uh, understand this. Uh, yeah, well, I think that, that, you know, you said it very well. I mean, a lot of people feel guilty because they don't want to walk on that, on that, um, you know, they don't want to walk on the area where, oh, I didn't know and I did it wrong and, and God's mad at me and I didn't get blessed because I charged when I shouldn't have. And that's why we did this broadcast. Yeah, we're, so we're, that af we're afraid to, we're afraid to we charge because we think God. we're going to offend yeah. God. Yeah. So yeah, that's a but, good point. yeah, but at the same time, you have to understand that God is a God of provision. He's a God of blessing. He wants to see fruitful ministries because look i mean open your eyes the devil's really filthy rich and all his minions and they're making millions and millions 
corrupting people. Well, why wouldn't God want, you know, kingdom ministries to expand their reach to touch the lost souls, to touch people in need? I mean, it just makes sense that he wants growth. Amen. He doesn't want you to be a small groveling ministry that has no power and has no, no, you know, can't reach so anybody. We, I mean, there's so much good that you can do with your wealth. So many more tools God you can wants, give away for free. God wants to bless fertile ground. Uh, yeah. And, you he know, so many countries that need help that need all kinds of things. And you know, the, the, your reach is going to be limited if you don't have the funds to do it. You know, um, I know some ministers that are using their money, um, for completely other ministries that, um, they're building a ministry, you know, to help sell, uh, sex traffic children. And that's not, you know, that's not what their church is about, but they're doing that because God led that led on their heart yeah. and it costs them money to, to get those, those kids freed from these sex traffickers that won't give away the kid unless you give a certain amount of money. I mean, this is the, 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 the world we live in. Okay. There's corruption everywhere. So if you have this mindset that it doesn't take money to, to do any good, then you're think again, think again, you really don't understand kingdom mindset. Exactly. Which brings us to our final point, point number seven, guys, despite all the rules of thumb that I gave you today, that we gave you today, there's going to be times when situations are ambiguous. When a situation presents ambiguity on the matter of money, payments, donations, offerings, we should pray and seek the wisdom of the Holy Ghost for direction. And we should follow the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. So make no mistake, what we gave you here today are rules of thumb. They're general admonitions or tips to follow. But there will be times when neither this broadcast, neither scriptures, neither your own experience will give you the insight that you need at that particular time. So when we need wisdom, we need to ask for wisdom. The Bible tells us that. So there are going to be some gray zones. There's always gray zones when ministering. There's ambiguities. So the one who receives, and this is this is something that, that I'm, I want to conclude the matter with. Well, I'm getting close to the conclusion anyway. I, I think that it's important to emphasize here that there's a dual a uh, dual part here. There's the one who receives the money, the minister himself, that needs to have a certain attitude and mindset. But the one who gives, and Liz touched a lot on that today, the one who gives needs to have a, a, a certain attitudes and mindset and align with scripture as well. Yeah. This is something that we should take personal responsibility in. When I give, because I'm a minister, but I give. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a minister and I receive. I, did, I do both. And I'm sure you do both too. As human beings, I mean, we... We receive and we give. So we need to have the right optic in these things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just want to add to this from an entrepreneurial perspective. Okay. Um, so, you know, a lot of ministers, you know, want to do this full time. And they're like, well, if I don't ask for money, nobody gives. Right. You can be hours and hours doing broadcasts five days a week. And, a lot of Christians have a poverty mindset. They don't understand sowing and reaping. They don't understand how the King of Kings gives blessings back. They're scared to give because for all kinds of reasons, they don't have enough. It's just five bucks. Where's my five bucks going to go? What's the point? I don't have enough to give him a real amount, uh, you know, or I don't really believe I have to give. I think you should be doing this for free and giving to me. You know, people have a me, me, me mindset. 
And so that gets difficult because when you have a giving mindset and you're giving and outpouring, it can get frustrating at times because you're like, well, you know, I've been doing this for this amount of hours. I could be doing this instead that would give me income. And, you know, why are people not giving? So you can have that giving button. So when someone is actually obedient to the Holy Spirit, gets fed from your ministry, gets revelation, yes. uh, you know, gets get something out of your ministry that blesses them. They want to give back. They have the opportunity to do that. But you also, if you can't do the tools, the, like, you know, the you can do a, a simple PDF resource, guys. You don't have to do no, a fancy book if you don't know how. I mean, he, Sebastian has a course. If you do want to write a book and you want it to help your ministry, he helps uh, leaders that want to, to create an impactful book that's going to help their ministry. You can go to uh, thrivingonpurpose.com. You'll see our academy and you can yeah. join that course. And he does one-on-one -on -one coaching with every person that is intentional about writing a book. And he's going to help you craft that book, give you all the insights and coaching that you need. But let's say you're like, okay, I just want to give something. You can do a PDF. You can do a PDF download that you would just, you know, create a link for people to download. That's a resource for them. Let's say you're into deliverance that gives them a guide or some prayers that they need to pray, or maybe some powerful decrees. There's many different things that you can do. And you can say, you know what, this I charge like, I don't know, three bucks for or whatever, um, you know, because I took the time to, to write it down. Or it could be a free resource that you give people. Or you can have, like I said, you know, you can have on YouTube, a paid subscription for $5 a month where you decide I'm going to give this amount of content where I really, you know, dive deep in this and this and this, and they get that for $5 a month. There's Facebook groups now that you can have yeah. uh, a certain amount that you set where you're coaching where, uh, groups of people. Yeah. Where you can give stars or you can give yeah. uh, just, you know, paid content where they they have these unlocked videos for that amount a month that they're paying through Facebook. There's Patreon as well. And there's Patreon. There's also affiliate links where you can affiliate yourself with a certain product or certain books. Yes. You can have an Amazon affiliate account. Affiliate marketing. Where you yeah. say, you know, I want to recommend this book. This book changed my life. And I, I'm recommending this to you. You create the affiliate link and whoever buys that book, you get a cut off of. Right. So there's all kinds of ways today that you can get some income by adding value that you don't necessarily always have to charge for the thing that you're necessarily giving for free. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's people now that are, you know, invested in, in Bitcoin. They're invested in different things to help people in times of crisis with food shortages. Yeah. Right. And they're affiliate marketing with different companies out there that are offering gold, bulk food for the whole year. There's also gold and silver. I, I know there's websites that are selling gold and silver. You can affiliate yourself. Exactly, because we know the times that we're entering, right? That could be very rocky financial, financially. So it's it takes you just a few minutes to create an affiliate link and re recommend that to the, your audience, to the people that are listening to you. If you don't want to do the, the content creation to charge, and you don't want to do it that way, or you don't have time to do it right now, you can always partner with an existing product that you affiliate yourself with that you believe in and recommend that. And that'll give you supplemental income. Yeah. And you know what, guys, always make sure you're spirit led, especially in matters of finances where it matters mm -hmm. so much because it impacts you, yeah. it impacts your ministry and it impacts your life, but it also impacts the lives of others. So you need to be very considerate and take responsibility 
how you charge for ministry, uh, how you receive payment, how you ask to, uh, for, for help, for ministerial help or, or uh, assistance, whatever. You need to take responsibility. And also how you give, how you're led in giving and all that. You need to take responsible, responsibility and be obedient. The point is you need, when there's any ambiguity, you need to be spirit-led. You need to be scripture-led. Is this scriptural? First of all, this is this the first filter. Is it scriptural? If it's not game over, it's done with. No need to worry about it anymore. But if, yeah. if you're not finding the answer in the scriptures, then you need to ask the Holy Ghost. And, and I like what you just said, Liz, because see, the Holy Ghost, as you are spirit-led, guess what? The Holy Ghost will lead you in all kinds of exciting stuff. It might lead you into creating a business. It might lead you into creating a book. It might lead you in affiliate marketing, uh, creating a website. Like, he might lead you in all kinds of creating a YouTube channel. All kinds of exciting stuff. Trust me on this. Uh, we know how exciting the adventure can be. Now we're going to conclude, and conclusion is very simple. I'm just going to go back and reread to you guys the seven rules of thumb that we saw today. Number one, it is perfectly fine to have a donation button or a web page or a PayPal account to receive love gifts of any type for your ministering online. Number two, we should never push or oversell for donations to our ministry, but rather we should make listeners aware of the option to sow and the opportunity to sow, yeah. okay? number and, and trust the Holy Spirit with the rest. Number three, we shouldn't charge for the things Jesus clearly said to do for free, healing, casting out demons, raising the dead. And I would even add prophesying to that list, even though he didn't mention it. Number four, we should not, as much as possible, not travel at our own expense if someone calls upon us unless the Spirit of God tells us otherwise. Always trust that your food and lodging will be paid for by those who call upon you, and if not by them, by the Holy Spirit of God, who will make a way for you to get to them if he gives you that conviction. Number five, it is okay. It is okay, more than okay, to charge for teachings that require laboring in the Word. So for things that are presented, packaged, made into books, conferences, seminars, digi digital downloads, DVDs, anything that costs you time and money to create, it's okay to charge for these things. Number six, we should never, ever refuse love offerings or sowing into our ministries, unless it comes from a Luciferian or Satanist, then might be trying to curse you. I didn't talk about that because I don't feel it's necessary. I'm talking about people who genuinely want to give <laughs> to bless you. Instead, we should receive those uh, love offerings. We should receive them with thanksgiving. We should pray over them so that the giver receives a due heavenly harvest. Yes. Number seven, when a situation presents ambiguity on the matter of money, we should pray and seek the wisdom of the Holy Ghost for direction and follow that leading of the Holy Ghost in obedience. We have reached the end of the program. Liz, anything you want to add at this point? We didn't look at the comments. Maybe you should have yeah. questions here. There you go. Blessings. Okay. All right. So there's no question. Perfect. So, guys, I hope that this very important teaching today has blessed you. I told Liz, I said, this is an important teaching. We need to do it. It's a times and seasons teaching that the body of Christ needs to know. So if it has blessed you, make sure you share it uh, with friends. Make sure you click the like button and the subscribe button on our YouTube channel if you're watching from YouTube. And I encourage you to go on YouTube, find us there, Thriving on Purpose Ministries, Thriving on Purpose, 
and subscribe to our channel there. You're going to get all of our videos. And uh, also maybe as a backup, go on Rumble and do the same thing because uh, we know how it is with censorship today. Yeah. And if you go to thrivingonpurpose.com, you'll see the different uh, resources we have for you that are there. Um, and also there's an email list that you can subscribe to, to, to have access to our broadcast. We send you your, our broadcast every week, any, uh, course that comes out, anything that you can benefit from, we send you once a week. So make sure you sign up for that. So as always be blessed and thrive on.